Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Glenn Macnow today alongside Ray Dinger. And it's kind of a sad day, Ray. Uh, good morning, first off. It's been a long time. I haven't seen you in a while, Ray. It's, it's a pleasure to see you this morning. Great to see you. It's been uh, – we used to be uh, – you used to be part of the team. It was you, me, and Glenn pretty much every weekend for years and years. And then you went off and became a star in your own right. <laughs> uh, and we did, a sh- we did do a show together in this studio. But I think it's probably been almost two years now. I think, Ray, I'm pretty sure it was the Saturday after COVID had, like, really hit everybody and sports had shut down. So, yeah, almost two years. I mean, it's been a really long time. And obviously, like you said, we worked together a ton at Delaware Park and ShopRite and all those remotes over the weekends. But uh, nice to be back with you hosting today. There's certainly a lot to talk about. Oh, there is. There always is. So, uh, a ton to get into today. We'll get into the Eagles and their offseason, the Sixers post-James Harden trade, and also... Uh, some thoughts on the Super Bowl as well, but it's always sad, Ray, this first Sunday, and I know you loving football the way you do. How do you feel on this first Sunday without football, knowing we got to wait, what, seven months for a real game again? <laughs> uh, it does feel a little strange that there's no game. Um, but I am, um, I am knee-deep in my uh, draft preparations. So uh, that's, that's what I'm sort of... I'm, there's no game, but there's plenty of football. Is kind of what I'm saying. I, and I've started, I've started really, really going through the uh, draft stuff and uh, trying to figure out who the players are. I, you know, watch the uh, watch Senior Bowl, um, watch the East West Shrine Game, uh, just try to get a line on on what what this college crop looks like and what the Eagles are going to have to choose from. And uh, good news for Eagles fans is that there's. There's some really, really good defensive players in this group. I mean, Glenn and I were talking about that a little bit yesterday. And um, the stuff that everybody had been kind of speculating about going into the postseason, that uh, you know, this is going to be a really good defensive draft, and I think we all know the Eagles need to address their defense. Uh, those players are there. And uh, anybody that watched the, the – anybody that saw the practices down at Mobile for the Senior Bowl and then watched the Senior Bowl, you saw it for sure. I mean, there are some really, really good defensive players. And – uncommonly uncommonly strong at, at edge rusher, which is a position that the Eagles need at least one, maybe even two guys. So those guys are there in this draft. If, you're, if that's what you're looking for, they're going to be there. No, no doubt. And when you look at this offseason, Ray, and if you want to get in 215-592-9494, but you know, the holes on both sides of the ball. We know the Eagles on offense have issues at receiver and you know finding playmakers, but when you look at this offseason, do you think it's really about kind of building up this defense and finding a way 
to really be stronger on that side of the ball because the way they played this year, you know, they're able to have some success later in the season, but a lot of that against subpar competition. Would you really right. focus on on beefing up this defense this offseason? Yeah, that's where I that's where I would go. Um to me it looks um I think that, you know, if you go, if you look at the offensive side, I think, I don't know what they're going to do a quarterback. If I were them, I would go with Hurts for another year. Uh, the offensive line, I think, is is really good. I don't think you have to do much with the offensive line. You might win some depth, but I think the offensive line is good. Uh, you've got running backs. Smith is a really good receiver who's only going to get better. Goddard's your tight end. Uh, you probably need one other wide receiver. You need another veteran receiver. Um, but I think offensively, you've got, You've got the makings of a pretty good unit. Um, defensively, to me, I think you really need to you, you really need an infusion of good young talent. Um, you need edge rushers for sure. Um, you know, I doubt that Barnett will be back. You know, Graham will be back, which will help. But I mean, he's going to be 34 this season. So an edge rusher or two. Um, it's certainly time to address the linebacker position. I mean, it has to be done. You need to get playmakers there. You just don't. You, what, the Eagles have too long been playing with special teams guys at, at linebackers, basically what they are. Right. I mean, they're, they're, they're special teams guys that you're making into linebackers. They're not difference-making players. You look at the really good teams in the NFL, the really good defenses, they got playmakers at linebacker. they got guys that make game-changing plays. The Eagles don't have those, and it's, it's time that they go and get one. And then in the secondary, I think you need help in the secondary. I think you need another corner. I don't know if you're bringing Nelson back. Uh, I think you can upgrade there. Uh, Slay has been a good player, pro ball player this year, but he's on the other side of 30. And at safety, I mean, I don't know if McLeod's coming back or not, uh, but he's also over 30. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the good players that you have, the best players you have over there are all guys that are over 30. So you need to get younger, you need to get faster, you need to get more athletic, and um, this is the good draft to do it. That's why, you know, Glenn and I have spent a fair amount of time talking about it over this last weekend was the idea that, okay – you see what a really elite player, just one really elite defensive player added to a team, what a difference it can make. You know, what Micah Parsons did for the Cowboys. I mean, they went from being one of the worst defenses in the league to really one of the better ones this year, and really on the strength of that one addition. I mean, that one guy came in and made all the difference. Well, you have an opportunity this year with this group of players that are in this draft, with the talent that's available, and the number of picks and high picks that you have to fortify – you, I mean, you have the opportunity, if you're the Eagles, to transform this defense from one that just, just was just barely okay. And I don't care what the stats said. They're tenth, number 10 defense. They, they, they weren't that good. I mean, I think the stats are misleading. Right. They need to get better. They need to get younger. They certainly need to get faster. And you have the picks. And if you look at the talent, there you have the players. Yeah, and part of what frustrated me, Ray, and I think a lot of people, is like, we're so used to Eagles defenses, whether it was under Jim Johnson or even under Schwartz to a degree, like getting after the passer and and creating that kind of pressure. And they really didn't do that this year. Is that, is that more on Jonathan Gannon or is that the personnel or is it uh, a combination of both when you look at why they had so many uh, issues in that regard? Yeah, I think it was um, – I think it's both. Uh, I think it's both. They, um, You know, Gannon was very conservative in his approach. Uh he was a guy that was very committed to playing to two deep safeties and uh, not blitzing very much. I mean, their blitz ratio was near the bottom of the league. Just didn't take many chances. Uh, and against good quarterbacks and against good teams, it cost them. I mean, those guys would just stand back there and they just picked that defense apart. Um, I mean, he has to know the limitations of that. 
but I think he was trying to play within within the talent that he had. Uh, and if he got better players, if he got good players, if he got guys that could win the one-on-ones up front, uh, that could generate that pressure, um, if he got a linebacker who could re- was an effective blitzer, you know, he, if, would he use that? Yeah, I think he probably would. He just didn't have them. But if he got them, if you went and you got him those players, you know, I think he he would he would step up the pace of that defense. And you know, I, I saw, you know, you you look at where they finished statistically in terms of, you know, number ten overall yards, blah blah blah. But if you look at third down, how good were they on third down? Not very. How good were they enforcing turnovers? Not very. How good were they in the red zone? Not very. I mean, those are the those are the areas where you really win in today's NFL. You got to be aggressive. You got to make big plays. You got to force turnovers. You got to do all of those things, and you got to be really good on third down. You got to be really good in the red zone. And if you look in all those areas, the Eagles were in the bottom third of the league. So yeah, they're tenth overall. But in all those areas that are really generally week to week, what win win the difference between winning and losing games, the Eagles were sort of near the bottom. So. Was part of it philosophical? Yeah, I think it was. But I think Gannon would be a different kind of coach if he had better players to work with. Yeah, definitely. And I do need to say, Ray, while it was frustrating watching the game, seeing them not get pressure, I would enjoy turning to the post-game show after the game just to see Seth's reaction when Jonathan Gannon would not be aggressive in late-game situations. Like It cracked me up every time to see Seth just go nuts at the lack of aggressiveness. Uh, I think it's safe to say that's not the style that he likes to see. No, <laughs> that, that's fair to say. That's fair to say. Just <laughs> uh, I sat next to him during all those games, and it just drove him crazy. <laughs> you can it just, feel it through the television. Yeah, it just drove him crazy. I would sit next to him, and I... You know, I couldn't argue. I couldn't argue with him um, because I knew exactly what he was saying, and I understood with exactly what he was saying. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why this is a. This is a I'm going off topic here a moment, but uh, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I really would like to see him coaching in the league. I would really like to see him get an opportunity to coach because, um, you know, I've sat next to him for a long time now and watched a lot of football with him and. Uh, and his his ability to um, decipher what's happening and anticipate what's happening um, is is extraordinary. I mean, he's really, in addition to being a great player, uh, he was also an extremely smart player. I don't think people understood a lot of how much of his success was due. I know he was physical and he was tough and he was scary mean, but he was also extremely smart and extremely astute uh, because he studied a ton of film and he's a smart guy. And he has great instincts. Um, and he had a great career as a player. I think he could have a great career as a coach. I would love to see him have that opportunity. I mean, I always say to him, look, I love working with you. I mean, I really do enjoy spending my Sundays with you. It's fun. I enjoy it. But simply put, you're wasting your time in a TV studio. You should be coach. You should have a headset on and be coaching this team because I think he'd be really good at it. I, I would love to see. And he's finally reached a point in his life where he would do it. You know, for the longest time when I would say it to him, I'd say, you know, I've got kids, coaching's a tough life, you work, you're, you never come home, you're in the office all the time. And I know he's, he would be one of those guys. Um, but now, in the last two years, his kids are kind of gone. Uh, and he said to me, you know, if the right opportunity came along, I would do it. Uh, and I would love to see him get that opportunity. I would love to see him get that opportunity here. 
but I'd love to see him get it somewhere because I think if he had a chance to coach, be it at the college level or in the NFL, I think he would do a terrific job. Yeah, well, he certainly has the passion. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. Yes. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, and you know, questions about this offseason, Eagles, whether you think they should build through the offense or the defense, and we'll get into all of it throughout the course of the show today. Let's get started on the phones with Mark in Mount Laurel. What's up, Mark? Hi. How are you? Good. What's going on? Um, I have a question for Ray. Uh, several weeks ago, he had mentioned there was a quarterback's coach out in California that had helped a, a number of NFL players. Yes. And he had gotten the information to Howie Roseman. Yes. And Roseman said that he would check it out. Right. And I was just wondering if you had any more information about the possibility of Hertz seeing this coach. Oh, um, yeah, that was a year ago. Um, that was a year ago. The fellow I'm talking about is uh, Jordan, Jordan Palmer. He's Carson Palmer's brother. Uh, and um, was a quarterback himself, and, uh, but did not have his older brother's ability, skill level. Uh, he played in college, uh, got drafted into the NFL, and kicked around practice squad kind of guy, but never had much of an NFL career. But he was a really good um, student of football. And, and he made football mechanics kind of his specialty. He kind of became the quarterback repairman. And, um, and a lot of quarterbacks went to him in, and in the offseason and worked with him. And the list of them, I mean, you go through Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen. I mean, a lot of people give him the credit for the turnaround in Josh Allen, that Josh Allen went and worked with him and came back a 100% different player, uh, and largely because of what Palmer did with, with Allen's mechanics. This is what he does. I mean, he takes quarterbacks and, and knocks them down to the ground and rebuilds them all over again. Um, yeah, and I suggested to Howie, I said, why don't you, instead of letting this guy just be a quarterback coach for hire, why don't you make him your quarterback coach? Bring him in, bring him in, give him an office, and let him work with your guys instead of working with other people. Uh, but Howie said that, uh, that Palmer likes his lifestyle. He likes the fact that he, he kind of calls his own shots. He works as much as he wants to work. He's out on the golf course every day by noon. If you're a football coach, an assistant football coach, that ain't the life you're leading. You're in an office watching tape all the time. So, yeah, I, I, he said, listen, it's a great idea. We've, everybody's thought about it. And those of us that have approached Jordan Palmer, Jordan Palmer's just kind of said, you know what, I appreciate the call, but no, I kind of like what I'm doing right now. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate the call. And, and off that, Ray, you know, you look at Jalen Hurts this season, how, how would you evaluate the way – that he played this year, and you see a, a lot of room for growth with Jalen as a passer, and do you think he can kind of clean up some of his deficiencies in that area? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I do, because the improvement that he's made, the improvement, well, there, there are two tiers to the improvement. There's, there's the improvement that he has made from his time at Alabama, and then there's the improvement he's made just within one year in, with, as the starting quarterback with the Eagles. Um, and they're both huge. I mean, the improvement that he made from the guy that he was <clears throat> when we first saw him at Alabama, where, um, and I've used the term, and it really is, he looked like a running back playing quarterback. He really didn't look like a quarterback. Um, I mean, he didn't have any, th anything you would even remotely call f fundamentals. I mean, he was, just, he was just a runner who could throw. Um, by the time he went to Oklahoma, he had improved considerably. It was not the finished product, but he had improved a lot. You could, you could see that he had worked on it. And then when he came to the NFL, you know, he, and, and he was handed the starting job, you saw this year 
he was a lot better than he was last year. Uh, and the improvement in just statistically in terms of completion percentage went up by 10%. Yards, average yards per attempt went up significantly. I mean, you could measure it through the stats, but you could also measure it through just watching him play. Um, I thought he made a lot of progress this year. And I think he will continue to make progress because he's a guy who's really driven and will put in the time uh, to get better. So he's he's still got a lot of work to do. And what I am I going to sit here and tell you that he has the ceiling of Josh Allen or that he has the ceiling of a Patrick Mahomes in terms of talent level? Probably not. But I, I do think that when you see what he accomplished this year, which was taking over basically as a rookie quarterback, playing for a rookie head coach, with a team that I don't think anybody realistically thought had a shot at going to the playoffs and took him to the playoffs. I mean, he played pretty well this year. Uh, and I would like to give him another opportunity to see him. I think he will continue to improve. Will he ever become Patrick Mahomes? Probably not. But he's already good enough that you can win with him. And if he continues to get better, you know, I think, I think that the win total could go up. I, I think that he's a, I think he's a really – I think he's a guy who's – one of the things he has that – is not a small thing is he clearly has the team behind him yeah you know he he clearly has the guys on the team like him they believe in him they play hard for him and that's that is not an insignificant thing is is for a quarterback you always have to weigh how the guys in the team feel about him do they really believe in this guy will they play hard for this guy uh do they believe that he's all in before they get all in with him and if you see the Eagles players, they clearly believe in Jalen Hurts. He's got the team behind him. So that's why I'm saying, look, as much as he improved this year as a quarterback and seeing that he clearly has all of his teammates behind him, I want to give him another year to see how far they can take this. Yeah, no doubt. And when you look at the previous quarterback, Ray, that's certainly something that, that he dealt with, whether it was Nick Foles coming in and, and going on that run and then Jalen Hurts in 2020. You know, that was something that, that seemed to plague Carson, at least toward the end of his time here in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it certainly did. Um, you don't have that. You don't have that with Hertz here. Um, I think what's unfortunate is that everybody sort of hangs on the memory of the last game, right? And the last game was probably the worst game he played all year. It was the, was the playoff game? It was it was a clunker. There's no question about that. And and he knows it, and the coaches know it. But that doesn't necessarily invalidate everything that about having get getting you to the playoffs. I mean, he did a lot of good stuff this year. Uh, and he improved in a lot of significant ways. And if you figure that going into next year that he will be better and the head coach will be better, um, I think that this team's in, in a position that offensively, at least, they can take a, 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 yet another step forward. But one of the things that they have to do is they have to get better on defense. They have to get more help from their defense. Yeah, no doubt. And when we get back, I do want to ask you, Ray, about some of your uh, favorite defensive prospects coming up this year in the draft. Sure. Guys that maybe the Eagles could target in the first round. Uh, 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. You want to talk about the draft, Eagles offseason, also Sixers. Um, you're still We're still breaking down the Super Bowl from last week, so whatever you want to get into, you're welcome to today. I'm Tom Kelly in for Glenn Mack now, along with Ray Dinger, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.